Today is Thursday, January 27th. The title for our devotional is Love Made Complete. In our passage for this week, John repeats a couple of times that God's love is made complete in us. This is a bit of a curious statement that I wanted to take a day to unpack. First, let's read the passage. I've highlighted the specific statements in yellow, so if you head over to the devotional page, you can see it a little more clearly there. We're going to read 1 John 4, 7 through 18. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us, and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us his spirit, and we have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God, and so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we are like Jesus. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Especially with this campaign being about life change and spiritual growth, This topic seems extra relevant. The word in all three of these verses translated as complete and perfect have the same root word in Greek, telos. The two translations of perfect and complete taken together get at the idea really well. It implies bringing something to the end of its intended purpose or goal. The verb forms in verses 12, 17, and 18 are all in the passive, implying a divine passive. That is to say that this is God who is perfecting or bringing his love to its intended completion within us. Taken in context, it is clear that this is what he means. The this in verse 27 is referring to the previous verse, God living in the believer and the believer living in God. Because God lives in the believer and the believer in God, he is making his love complete in the believer. In this sense, we are like Jesus, who abides in God and God abides in him, as Jesus prays in John 17 his high priestly prayer. God's love is made complete in us, quote, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. As we experience life change in the form of growing in God's love, which we defined yesterday as being like Jesus, we no longer fear the judgment of God. Practically, if we fear eternal condemnation from God, it is likely we don't know God or his love has not been made complete in us. If we do not fear condemnation, then his love is being made complete in us. This does not negate the fear of the God, fear of God in some senses, particularly the sense of awe and wonder for who he is. There are other New Testament texts that even call us to fear God. If I can summarize a very complex conversation quickly, as believers who are abiding in God and he in us, who have the Holy Spirit and are growing in love for God and others, 
We should not cower in fear, awaiting God's punishment. Yet we should still work out our salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose, as Paul writes in Philippians 2. God working in us should produce a sense of fear and trembling in us because it is just so amazing that he would work in us. Hebrews 12.28 tells us to worship God with reverence and awe. Different words here than fear, but connoting the same idea. Romans 11.19-21 calls us to fear so that we don't drift away from God and towards pride, self-sufficiency, and arrogance. So, there remains a healthy sense of fear in the Christian life, but not a fear of eternal punishment. We can be confident that we are children of God and that Christ has taken our punishment that we deserve on the cross for us. And so we are in right standing with God. In verse 12, John says that how we love one another, referring to our brothers and sisters in the church, is an indicator of God living within us and his love being made perfect in us. This teaching is taken directly from Jesus' playbook. Remember, Jesus was only asked for the single greatest command, and he gives two, love God and love your neighbor. In the farewell discourse of John 13 to 17, he is clear that love for one another is his new command and the marker uh, by which everyone will know the people of God. So the love of God being made perfect within us is an indicator that we are born of God and know God. So the Christian life is a life of the love of God being made complete in the believer. Discipleship then is growing in love for God and neighbor. Today I invite you to reflect on your Christian life over the last three years. Are you increasingly motivated by love? Love as defined by the life of Jesus. Do you find yourself volunteering and serving others more out of a sense of love or a sense of duty or obligation driven by some form of fear? Do you attend church and worship God because you love him or out of a sense of religiosity driven, again, by fear? Do you find yourself doing your work out of love for others or out of fear of insufficient resources? As God's love is being made complete in us, or as we grow in love, God's love invades every aspect of our life, and we can live a life in which everything is increasingly motivated by love.